0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Trading Secrets. Today, we are talking with a serial entrepreneur angel investor, chairman of VaynerX, CEO of VaynerMedia, multiple New York Times bestseller, Fortune 40 under 40 list, digital media mogul. I'll tell you what, if that's not enough, Gary serves on the board of Micmac, Bojangles Restaurants, and Pencils of Promise. Honestly, I could have done that for about 15 more pages, but I had to pick some of my favorites. So that being said, we have what I'm going to refer to him as just the electric factory. Gary V here. Gary V, (laughs) thank you so much for being on an episode of Trading Secrets with us today.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Good stuff. Well, we got you for a little bit of time here. So I want to dig right into it. Usually I might rewire my guests, start from the beginning to see where they are today, but I'm going to I'm gonna get right into it. And Please. when I read everything you've done, Gary, and of course, you know, we follow you on Instagram and your YouTube, your podcast, everything. The one thing that just has blows me away is that you're always like eight steps ahead. You're like a fucking magician. I don't know how you do it. And for anyone that doesn't know in the intro, I'll I'll give some more information we will in the recap, but you're an early adopter, an angel investor at a company, huge company, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Venmo, Snapchat, Coinbase, and Uber. We'll get into your NFT stuff here soon. You're also one of the first guys that had an e-commerce business with your wine, YouTube, right after YouTube launches. How is it from the nineties to 2021? And even before that, you're so many steps ahead. Like what are these tactics that you do that maybe we could implement into our lives?
0: I think one is extremely tangible and one is like something that I continue to try to spend a lot of time figuring out because, you know, one day I'm going to go into the ground and I'm not, I think the world is abundant and I love it's, you know, actually one of the things that I think is real is that my framework around abundance and how I think everyone can win. And like, I I try to share all this stuff, right? Like the second I decided NFTs was the next thing since social, I got loud. It's not like I went and picked up everything, you know, like, yeah, maybe once in a and I'll pick up a little something before I tell everybody everything. But um, so I think the biggest thing that I do that everybody here can do uh-huh. is spend a lot of time listening, which always makes it all my friends and like, even like people that are, this is a great crossover show. I think, you know, there's definitely gonna be some people that hear this for the first time, hear about me for the first time in this. and. Mm-hmm. You know, my intensity, my Jersey, my you know East Coast, my alpha, my competitive, it's so abundant in the way that I communicate, but all my soft skills and all my other attributes are kind of a little like less obvious, right? Mm -hmm, And so I think the thing that everybody can do is spend a lot more time listening. I'll give you an example.
1: Sure.
0: I read the far majority of my comments and DMs to this day.
1: Seriously?
0: Seriously. Now here's why. I've had this career of being ahead. I know that what I'm really doing is research, Okay. right? So when you think of it as like harding somebody back or saying, what's up? First of all, that matters. My second book I ever wrote was called The Thank You Economy. And like, if you want to build something, connections matter and the internet allows you to build a bigger connection, right? You can can scale connections. I think everyone is so, I think everyone isn't humble enough. A humility, let me give you an example. I am at a very big place in my professional career at this point, I'm like, fuck man, I'm 45. And I'm like, the momentum's really building, right? Like the last three, four years was like really on fire with a big base, right? And so I'm like, man, I'm really like, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, these next 10 to 20 years are gonna be weird. Like I'm gonna be way the fuck up there, you know? And so I, uh, but yet I still for like two hours last night read two hours worth of discord conversations on seven brand new NFT projects that have a 0.0001% chance of being the next board API club or V friends or something quote unquote worth the time I put in. It comes from humility even where I'm at, and this is me saying I'm at a high place isn't for me to stroke my own ego, it's for everybody who's listening who isn't more professionally successful than me to say if I'm willing to reply to people and read their comments and do it, like why are you fancy after you've gotten 10,000 followers and now you're not replying to the comments or thanking people to who fuck with you or reading the comments to get a sense of where should you take your content or where's the temperature of the world, right? I'm a 45-year-old dude with plenty of gray hairs, crushing on TikTok because you know because I'm reading what 15 year olds like from what I'm saying and I'm also reading when they say I'm fucking old and finished and I suck and I'm adjusting
1: Got it. All right. So and, the reason uh, so, I'm blown away yeah, by nice. that, though, is because like, so this morning, and I'm like kind of punching myself. We have one account that has about 110,000 uh, followers, all in career management, and we're literally strategizing who can respond to the DMs because they blow. They're going crazy.
0: Like, right, and guy- it's like a, it's like a negative, right? It's like who's the lowest man or woman on the to- like, right? It's like seriously, a, yeah. Where meanwhile, yeah. I flipped it. I'm like, this is the fucking magic.
1: It's brilliant. Right? It's brilliant. I'll,
0: I've got a good one. If you're listening to the podcast. Uh, Google Gary Vee space uh, P, uh, PSP, right? Okay. Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Creative P, uh, PCS, I've got so many acronyms in my company. Right. <laughs> PC, Gary Vee, David, I think I see you doing it. So let me know if yeah. this pops up. Gary Vee space PCS. I, I wrote a blog post about this new position I created at Vayner, Vayner Media. By the way, with all this stuff that I'm doing, yeah. Jason, People don't realize I'm the active CEO of a 1400 person global marketing company. And that's what I actually do.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. And
0: in that company, because of me, Gary V. Yep. Doing this work that we've been starting this podcast with. And Jason, this is a real like coup for you a little bit. I don't really talk about this that often. So you put me in a good spot. So I have a funny feeling I'm gonna send a ton of people to this podcast to hear this. I created a position in strategy called a PCS, which is the post creative strategist. Her and his job is when we post for a brand like Pepsi or Budweiser or all the companies we work with to read all the comments, to then form an opinion or an observation to then help make the creative on the next post better. It is actually the answer to your question. I've been reading the room, the culture, the society, the humans, I'm very good at understanding history. I was a terrible shit student, except for history. So I understand that what people said about the television and what people said about, I'll give you a good one. Do you know why I know NFTs are going to work? Why is that? It's the same shit that people told me about Twitter. And it's the same shit that people said about credit cards. This is stupid. I'm not going to do it. So you're seeing
1: the kind of the same behaviors, whether it was YouTube three months, four months after when you started your show or the early investment in Facebook or Twitter, or now crypto and NFTs, you're seeing those same patterns circulate and you're identifying the same thing that was 20 years ago is today. And that's what's driving a lot of your behaviors to be three steps ahead. Is that
0: fair? I watched, exactly. I watched the same movie play out over and over. (laughs) I know what it tastes like now. In the beginning with the internet in 95, I was like, fuck man, this feels like it's gonna change the world. I was going on Spidey. This is the part that's not scalable. I've had, I was at a baseball card show in 1993 when I was 17 years old selling cards and just decided that I didn't like the way that the show was flowing. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel what I felt at shows before and decided the card market was about to collapse and literally sold the majority of my collection and literally six months later the entire market collapsed.
1: Brilliant. Because it's not only the reading, but it's also the executing. And that, uh, that brings me to another question, because I watched your Larry King uh, interview, where you said this was 2016 for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. And so what you say is that you believe that our TV was become, is becoming the radio, and that our phones are actually becoming the TV. So again, back to kind of our theme here of looking at history and bringing it to today, five years later, that statement, Right, TV is becoming the radio. Phones are becoming our TV. Would you modify that statement at all?
0: Uh, no, because um, you know obviously streaming is a monster, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the way TV is being consumed is different. The context of that Larry King thing had a lot to do with marketing. So yep. right, so I would actually say that point is even more valid because what I didn't see at that point. Though I was very bullish on Netflix and an investor even back then, was how fast OT, I mean, ne- you know, besides the show that you were on, yeah. like, <laughs> like literally besides sports and like three sports shows. The Bachelor. And The Bachelor, and honestly, like I'm really- What else is sw- programmed? What else do people actually watch on, let's say network TV, and then yeah. cable has been annihilated. You know, YouTube, Netflix, and social have completely absorbed the human you know attention span and so yeah i mean i think you know the context of that was around commercials and why mm-hmm. market you know i was explaining to larry my company which is the what i was saying was like in his work you know trying to get land for him i was like look we're a modern madman right? We're the best agency in the world. Once Starbucks and Ford and Toyota and Nike understand that making 30 second commercials with the majority of your money that you spend on marketing is fucking asinine in 2022.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And so then I think you would assume that like network TV, cable TV, and maybe five, 10 years ago, it will just be non-existent.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think those companies, kudos to them, whether it's Peacock or other things, like they're they are gonna, just like they went into cable after they realized that was a problem and bought up networks, yeah. they're gonna go into streaming. The problem is Netflix doesn't seem like they're fooling around.
1: Yeah. They got uh, they got some moves. They're making moves. They're doing the right thing. One thing you talked about, Gary Vee, and you already brought it up was NFTs. So I want to yes. quickly talk about it from radio to NFTs in two minutes. We're trying to cover it all here. So for anybody that doesn't know, there was two billion spent on NFTs in the first quarter. If you look at NBA Top Shop, they are just blowing it six hundred million plus. And then you come in and you launch. Uh, my understanding it's V Friends, and that yes. from your launch, like almost instantaneously after your launch, you guys are making fifty million plus. So so I need I need this is a two-part question. The first one is a 101. Someone that hears you say NFT V friends, one on one. Let us know the one-on-one, yeah. and then we'll go from there.
0: There's a lot to break down here, so I'll go fast. Uh I just pushed my, my 530 by five to seven minutes. So we'll flow a little over. Here man. we go. 101 NFTs. First, you have to understand that Web 1.0 came and organized information. Literally, I'm old. You know, you, I used to not be have Google and Yahoo and I had to go to an encyclopedia, which is why I got Fs, because I wasn't willing to do that. Um, that was information. Web 2.0, 2005, six, seven, which I really crushed with my you know, my investments. And I didn't have a lot of money, if fuck, if I had the kind of money I had today, mm-hmm. then I would already have the New York Jets. And I'd still be reading comments, by the way. I love the game more, fuck the money, fuck the accolades. I love the game. But that. Um, that was documenting communication. What I understood then was, oh my God, the way we interact is not going to be as much on a telephone calling, writing letters and meeting in person. We're going to use this. I used to call it AOL Instant Messenger 6.0. That's what I used to call it in my head. This MySpace Friendster thing. And then Facebook came and Twitter came and I was like, okay, it's over. So information 1.0, communication Mm 2.0, consumerization 3.0. We buy shit. Humans buy shit. And a lot of times the reason we buy it is to communicate to the world. Look what outfit I'm wearing. Look how expensive my watch is. It is not acceptable to roll up on somebody and tell them how much money is in your bank account. But it is actually overly accepted by our culture to wear a $78,000 watch or $250 and people know. So we're peacocking. The same reason we, the car we drive, our facial hair, everything we do is communicating We do that through words, that was 2.0, that was social media, Mm -hmm. but we do it through stuff. Now, when you take that macro human historical thesis that I think I understand well, and you layer what's been going on for the last decade, which is digitalization for communication. Do people value a blue check on Instagram? They do. Do you believe that you have friends who if somebody was like, If you give me 20 grand, I can get you a blue check on Instagram. Do you believe they would pay for it? A hundred percent, yes. Okay, so that is a digital, (laughs) that's right. That's a digital asset. That means you don't own it. You can't fucking touch it. But for some reason, both of you know, and everybody listening was nodding their head that there's a ton of human beings that would buy it. Why? Because our life has become equally digital as it has become non-digital. And status, follow count, blue checks, digital things you can't touch, Matter a whole lot. Your Wikipedia page, your Google results. I don't touch that shit. Sounds like it's really valuable. You layer that with watching the kids and how much they're willing to pay for a Fortnite skin. My nephew, this is real. I'm gonna read it live, live. Okay. This okay. is live. My sister texting my brother and I, cause she knows this is my thesis. Okay. She texts this kid, this is her son who's 11. This kid better learn NFTs soon cause he's negotiating money for more skins. Right, yeah. and then she wrote. Then she wrote, "What did she write? Oh my lord! He went from asking for eleven dollars to twenty-five. My nephew Max wants twenty-five dollars right now to buy a Fortnite skin because he wants to communicate or power up in Fortnite. Sure, that's sure. happening in video games, in Madden, in Two K, in Fortnite. It's happening in Candy Crush. I knew this would. Ha- the reason there's videos of me talking about virtual goods in 2010, and everybody thinks I'm a prophet. Yep. Yes, I got it, but I didn't get it this way. What it was, was Farmville. People were already buying fucking sheep on Facebook with real US dollars. And I'm like, right. So basically NFTs are no different than a Rolex or a pair of off whites because you want people to see what you have. So I think, now I got a real deep one coming. Let me drop you my third one. So I believe NFTs are gonna do that for everything. The reason fashion works, the reason Fortnite works is the reason NFTs are gonna work. People will have public wallets, and people will be able to see what's in them. Got it? Got it. This will become the new social network. I'm going to look you up on Wikipedia or, or Google. I'm going to look at your right, Jason, David. You guys meet somebody brand new. They walk away, female, male, whatever it is. Then there's always different things: business, hookup, whatever. Everybody's living. You're going to look at their gram, right? You're going to look. You're going to yep. look. I believe in ten years, everyone's going to look at everybody's public wallet because they'll see what concerts you went to because your ticket's going to be an NFT. They're going to see how you flex with your kid. Hey, do you have money? Like, listen, that's a real talk. People think about that shit. They're going to see, oh shit, he has an expensive crypto punk. That's flex. Because that's like having a fucking Banksy painting in your wall when they come to the apartment. This is all human shit. It's just going digital, right? Yep. And the big one is on social, we control our pictures. Right. On social, what's happening now is we're PR agents of ourselves. Sure. When you buy something, you can't alter it. I actually believe I will have a better read on people by looking at their NFT wallet in ten years than looking at their social media.
1: So I was going to ask you, how do you keep momentum in this space? Because if you analyze how many NFTs are being bought on a month-to-month basis, it's this crazy high, low, volatile dip in. in That's because in, it's, it's all inter- over.
0: Because it's Internet ninety-five. You can't. This whole thing is a lot of the projects that are out right now are going to crash to zero. We're in the we're in the gold rush part of it right now. This is Internet stock ninety-five. Pets.com is in the mix right now. There's there's been something that has been spent a hundred million dollars on that is definitely going to zero because the supply is going to outpace the demand. The problem is what I want VFriends to be, what I think CryptoPunks is, is the Amazon and AOL stock when everything went to zero.
1: Fascinating.
0: So in April of 2000, Jason, history lesson time, The stock market collapsed of all the internet stocks because it wasn't sustainable. Just like these individual NFT projects right now are not sustainable. Got it. The problem was Amazon was a fucking five, who the, I got to go do my homework, probably five, 10, 15 bucks a share. That would have been a really good idea. That would have been a brilliant one. (laughs) So what, but now I got to tell you what everybody wrote was the internet's a fad. That was the article. See, the internet's a fad. It's not a sustainable business. It's not real. Sure. What was really happening was they were judging individual executions, not the overall thing. There will be NFT projects that go to zero and there might even be an NFT winter tomorrow, six months from now, two years from now. But the macro of the NFT movement is beyond real.
1: And this goes back to your exact point. We started this conversation. The whole macro ideology that you hit play, The whole movie press plays and the whole movie restarts. And now this movie is the NFT movie. And it sounds exactly similar to, like you said, Amazon, 15, 20 bucks a share. People were saying it's a fad. We're hearing the same things with NFTs. Question for you. You want a good
0: one real quick before we segue? Go Google. Google, Social media is a fad, right? Okay. I mean, the amount of people that wrote that was astonishing.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. I got a quick question too. What do you think is a better long-term investment play since VFriends and NFT spaces usually ran off the Ethereum platform? Do you think Ethereum or Bitcoin is a better long-term
0: investment play? Um, I believe that I'm more bullish on Ethereum, but I'm incredibly bullish on the Bitcoin community as well. But I've been pretty consistently more bullish on Ethereum. I think Bitcoin in a lot of ways is more stable because it is the gold. Whereas Ethereum could get out innovated by another chain, Mm. but I'm incredibly at this point, still more Ethereum. But the the fact of the matter is I'm also not educated enough to give you a tremendous answer on that. I'm more bullish NFTs because those can sit on Ethereum or they can sit on Polkadot or they could sit on, so they could sit on something else in the future I don't care what it sits on. It's kind of like saying, Gary, are you more bullish Yahoo or Amazon? Mm-hmm. And I would have said, you know, I love Amazon, but I bore bullish on search engine. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was it wasn't Yahoo; it was fucking Google. Right? I'm I'm not sure if it's a theory. I'm feeling like it might be, but I'm more bullish on the human behavior. I don't have the technical know-how. Or the understanding of central financing and banking, nor do I understand what sovereign nations are going to do with legalities to impact all this. But what I can definitely tell you that I can't wait to clip in 12 years when I'm bald and not as good looking, <laughs> and I'm gonna have the side-by-side video like I always do with my other content. And and I say, see, this is gonna be a C moment. What I know is, what I know is that a stunning amount of people are gonna buy digital assets the way they buy handbags, sneakers, tchotchkes on their desk, hats, toys, uh, sweaters. It's gonna be way more digital than people think.
1: I love that. I never in my thought, never in my mind ever thought I would think of the following comparing different cryptocurrencies right now to search engines and being like, okay, which one's Ask Jeeves, which one's Mm -hmm. Google? It's kind of a wild thought. Jason, because at
0: the end of the day, what this is all about is who wins the game of brand.
1: Right, right. Because there's the the technology
0: part. And listen, when you outpace everybody on your tech, you win. Google's search engine was so wicked, crazy. Sure. They changed the way search was done. So the results were so good that then it was fucking over. Right, yeah, the, the sense iPhone. Sense. This thing came out and everything else was like a piece of dog shit, what? you know, like, yeah.
1: Um, unreal. All right. So it's like a full sprint trying to touch a little piece of Gary's life all within this, but we're going to try and do it for those that don't know the cool thing about Gary V. He also has this fascinating YouTube series called trash talk. And so this was kind of like the blood and spirit of the, the animal at seven, when he had a lemonade stand, make it thousands of dollars. He'll go to garage sales, find goods, find Pokemon cards, trading cards, etc. He'll buy them and flip them. So if you have any uh, comments on trash talk, I'd like to hear them, but I really am curious the best return you've had from doing something as simple as going to a garage sale my and then brother, reselling a good my
0: brother and i went to a garage sale probably in 2005 6 7 it was like 1 30 p.m when if you're an og garage seller you know that's it's finished that's the end of the night <laughs> yeah you know like one thirty p.m is like fucking midnight it's over <laughs> and we were just like kind of beaten and battered it wasn't a great great day and we just pulled up and it was like you, we judge garage sales like immediately, like, oh fuck, it's a 60 year old guy. We like pop culture, you know, youth toys, video games. That's what we knew best. This was before iPhone is on you where you can look up shit. So you're going on fucking memory and your fucking skills of the not, me and AJ used to spend hours on eBay completed auctions doing research. Just so when we'd go to garage sales, be like, oh, forks. and Like, I remember like shit, like staplers are worth money. They are like, you know, like that kind of stuff, right? And he finds this box and he, I see him negotiating and it was one of my proudest moments cause he's only like 14, he was a young kid at that point. He's 11 years younger than me. And he gets the box for like 10 bucks. It started at 20. And he started at five, which was a tactic I taught him because when he was really like 11 and 12, if it was 20, he'd be like, well, you take 18 and it was over. I was like, no, they asked 20, you asked five. So you can settle at 10, like you need room, right? So I was really proud already of how he negotiated. And then he looks at me and his face like, bro. And I'm like, what? And he opens the box and it is loaded with Super Nintendo RPG rare games like you would not believe. He paid 10 bucks for what was flipped on eBay for like 7,800.
1: That's brilliant. That is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) 780 times at a garage sale. I mean,
0: we found a gunned sailor bear for 10 cents that sold for 390. (laughs) <laughs> there's been some, there's some good shit.
1: But it, it's crazy to me. So I got it. This wasn't part but you, of I'll it tell you for-
0: Jason, ready? It's yeah. a little full circle. Started getting comments. Cause I would talk about like what you can do for 25,000 investing, what you can do. Started getting a ton of comments. Yeah. Yo, fuck you rich dude. I got fucking 80 bucks. Fuck you, Gary. You fucking lost touch with the people. I got a hundred bucks. I was like, fine. I was like, let me show you what I did from 17 to 25 when no fucking, I had dick shit. I was like, this is what I did. I was fucking hungry. I wanted to save more money. I had time and instead of golfing or watching fucking college football, my Saturdays were garage sailing cause I had knowledge and I fucking had hustle and humility. I didn't give a shit. My cool friends would make fun of me, could give two fucks. I was going to the garage sales and fucking buying, you know, spending $89 and coming back with a thousand a month later buying all sorts of pop culture, Happy Days this, Wizard of Oz that, the, you know, fucking the Alf doll this, you know, like, you know, Backstreet Boys board game that, like super pop culture, super pop culture. And so, which is why I'm so prepared 35 years into my business career to build V friends. I'm gonna build Pokemon. I'm gonna build Power Rangers. I'm gonna build Care Bears. And I know how to do it. I'm gonna use NFTs to do it, which I never thought possible, but it was all this training of pop culture. And so, it was me reading comments that led to me doing Trash Talk the show. I'm like, I'm gonna show people how to go from 80 bucks to 80,000. If you go to Trash Talk six, which is the current one, yep. a guy rolls up on me, super emotional and goes, me and my wife do this because of you. And I could see he's emotional. So I like kind of give him a hug sure. and he shows me, he shows me his phone he's like, this is cause of you. And I'm like, no, it's cause of you, you put in the work. I talk, I give away free game all the time. You did it. And I see his fucking eBay, PayPal, it's got 34,000 in it. And I go, how much do you start with? And he said, a hundred dollars.
1: Unbelievable. And literally what's wild about the question that you just answered, it goes back to my original question, like reading what the future is. I didn't even get to get the question out of my mouth. You knew what I was going to say before (laughs) I was going to say it, because this is the guy who blinks and a million dollars falls in his lap. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing at a garage sale for a $10 uh, card? It goes back to the comments, the research, the relevancy.
0: It's why I understand, like, it was funny, like, towards the end of his life, which is so tragic. I, you know, I started really being like, oh fuck, I understand Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he just liked the game. Yeah. And like, to me, like even when you set up million dollars opens them out, whatever, I'm like, like, you know, like, I don't like when I tell you, It would break your face. If you cut me open and read the data, you'd be like, wow, this guy really wasn't full of shit. He just doesn't really give a fuck about the money. Of course, I'll take it. Of course, it makes your life better. Like, let's not be delusional. I'm not fucking out of my mind. I understand the value of money in society. But when I tell you, I go find a video game. I found a fucking Thundercat. That's worth 34 bucks on eBay. And I bought it for a quarter. This was like episode two. I can sure. tell you, because I'm telling you the fucking truth. The chemicals that went through my body <laughs> was more exciting to me. We just landed a six million dollar client for Vayner Media the other day. I was happy, oh but, it, but it was <laughs> nowhere, you know. And so, like that's like public speaking. Like, it's not really a great use of my time anymore. This podcast, not a great use of my time. Sure. sure. You know what's a great use of my time? I know that this, me being on your show will help you get bigger guests. Because sure. I, I know what I, what I mean right now to a lot of other bigger guests. 100%. I know that I'm going to link this at some point and a lot of new people are going to discover you. That's karma. That's doing right by somebody. I also know that you may ask a question in a way differently that makes me say something that I want to clip and put on my thing that's going to help me put out good content. I also know that there's 39 people here who never heard of me who right now are like looking into me and 16 of them are gonna stick with me on my journey. I also know that there's nine people here who have seen me in their feed. They're like, fuck that guy, he's too much, whatever. And they're gonna be like, wait a minute, there might be something a little bit deeper there. He's not a full of shit, just all sizzle guy. So, you know, it's just, you know, what do you play for? And and I play for different things and that's why I think I get different results.
1: I absolutely love it. It's fascinating. And there will be plenty of people that hear this and see this podcast when we put it out uh, that are going to have a lot to say. And I'll share the feedback with you. I can't wait. I got to challenge you though. So you're motivated by the game, which I fucking love. I love the $6 million example. That is so beautiful. But I also know one of your biggest things in life that you say all the time is I want to buy the New York Jets. So I did a little work. I saw that the Jets about two weeks ago were valued at about 4 billion bucks. My past life, I was a corporate banker. no, yes. let's say you got to put at least a billion dollars down to get that worse. finance. The
0: NFL is even worse. because Is it more worse? liquid. worse?
1: Let's say it's 50%, right? Yeah. So 2 billion. At yeah. some point, you got to be like, how do I get there? And my question is to you, how is it that Gary Vee, when you look back and you do get there, because every place you want to travel, you get, yeah. do you think you'll look back and say, this was the investment, this was the company, or this is to come that'll put you in that spot? What will it be?
0: It will be the fact that 13 years ago at the height of my hype in Silicon Valley, I could have raised $200 million for a fund, a VC firm and deployed it and would have made, as you know, back with your, your background, 2% management fees on that number. I would have hired some young kids that knew the game, which mm-hmm. means I would have taken a nice little salary of a million bucks a year or so just to take meetings and get 20% of the action. I was hot, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, I was hot. I was three for three on the three biggest things going, right? And I could have done that. Instead, I chose to be incredibly patient and self-aware and say, I'm the best marketer in the world. I think so. Okay, but I'm a human. But what if I built the best marketing company in the world? Wouldn't that scale all my activities? Wouldn't that mean something? And if I own this asset, I could deploy it against all my things. That's what I've been doing. Resi, the restaurant app that you might be familiar with, a lot of people don't realize I'm the co-founder of that, and that was breeded in Vayner, Empathy Wines, and we sold that to Amex in a nine-figure deal. Empathy Wines, we sold to Constellation last year in an eight potentially nine-figure deal, depending on the earnout. That was incubated by two interns that worked for me, John Troutman and Nate Schroeder, started as interns for me, became my minority partners, and we sold that. Incubated, right? Gary V, the brand. Literally me incubated by the machine inside of it. My company VaynerX now in itself, if I liquidate here in the next year or two, puts me in striking distance to buy a minority piece of the Jets that the Johnsons would ever want that and give me the first right to buy on the way up. Already, just that. Yet, I view that as secondary. VFriends has generated me 51 million in upfront sales. And in 60 days, I think somewhere in the ballpark of three or four million in residual royalty sales. Because when you sell an NFT in the secondary market from peer to peer, the original IP owner takes a rake, and I have a 10% royalty on every transaction wow. of a VFriend. In the last 24 hours, I'm going to give you the exact data because I'm on CryptoSlam right now. I'll give it to you hardcore right now. Um, CryptoSlam.io, VFriends has done $402,000 in secondary transactions. I've made 40,000 in, I don't think it's passive income because people like the amount of work, this was my life's work to get to this moment. Sure. But the reality is it, between V friends and Vayner X, I think I'm in dangerously interesting striking distance as we speak, not to mention I bought a CryptoPunks ape that is extremely rare for $3.6 million the other day. And I think it's already worth 15 million. And in 20 years, I think it's gonna be worth a hundred million because I think it's an Andy Warhol and a Jackson Pollock. And I promise you when some crazy character like me on the Upper East Side, or Upper West Side of Manhattan, or Greenwich, Connecticut, in 1957, or 67, or 71, said, "I just bought this Warhol for 200,000, and it's going to be, or this Pollock for you know 800,000, which was a lot of money back then, but it's going to be worth a hundred million. Everybody listening to that person laughed them out of the room, just like everybody who just heard me say, "I bought a JPEG for 3.7 million that I think I'll sell for 100 million, but I know I'm right."
1: Fucking insane. All right. Two very basic questions. I'm gonna let you go because they're simple answers. But someone hears what you're saying and now you have them intrigued and they want to start just like someone wants to start at a garage sale. I want to do something with an NFT. Gary, how could someone like that go buy an NFT or what would you suggest? 30, 30
0: hours of homework. Okay. Before you do a single thing. You Google what is an NFT. You go to YouTube, what is an NFT? and you literally watch or listen or read for 30 hours. And oh, by the way, there's not a single person who's listening to this that shouldn't do it because NFTs are gonna eat up life the way social media did. And whether as an investor, as a career change, as something that's gonna help your family business, as little side hustle or just happiness, little day trading of NFTs to make an extra 1800 bucks so your family can go to a Disney trip is fun, but you will lose your ass if you don't do 30 hours of homework.
1: 30 hours of homework, that's the answer. Second basic question, I need an answer to this. Kate, um, so my fiance was the bachelorette six years yes. ago. Being in the social media scene, she's now the co-host of the bachelorette. Yes. She gets, uh, we all do, we all get a lot of these comments and these DMs and you're saying, read them. My question to you is a lot of stuff with the good comes the bad. There comes a lot of yes, hate, a, a lot of question. chirping, a lot of things that you can't even control, like your look, right. your aging, yeah. all this shit. Yes. How do you differentiate what is a constructive piece of feedback versus what is a negative piece of feedback? and then also how do you ignore it? Because sometimes it hits in places that hurts.
0: Great question, and we're wrapping up with this. That's what I would love to wrap up with. If somebody took the time to DM you or your partner in crime to say, you don't look as good as you used to. You were always full of shit. Whatever this thing that they're trying to tear you down, I genuinely deploy empathy when people say I get lucky You're full of shit. I know that you're a con artist. It's got the other shoes gonna drip. You've been lucky. You're not as good as you think you are. I genuinely deploy empathy for somebody. The thought of spending my time to try to hurt somebody else's feelings only goes to one place. I have so much compassion and sympathy to the hurt. Like that is your life. Your life is that you wanna spend time making somebody else feel bad is a 100% proxy to you're not in a good place. And that, and I deployed uh, gratitude. I was lucky enough that I was an immigrant that, so I'm not entitled, I didn't have anything. I had the greatest mom in the world that instilled so much self-esteem in me that I never valued other people's opinions, which you can imagine even, I mean, as early as high school, no peer pressure, didn't do dumb shit, didn't hurt people, like gave up popularity upside to like be nice to people people were picking on because you have to be mean in high school to win in the 80s and 90s. Like, yeah. you know, like did all these things and like, so I, I would tell everybody who's lucky enough that they have a volume of hate coming at them. <laughs> you know, it's not as much as like, fuck the haters or if they hate you, they love like, it's sure. like, I hate when people put down the person that's deploying yeah. the hate, Yeah,
1: yeah. haters yeah. are gonna hate
0: or trolls. Sure. I don't feel that way about them. I feel like right. they are people that are hurting. And I wanna like, I like actually reply a lot of times be like, yo, I'm sorry you think that about me, comma, I really wish you like happiness and health, comma, can I do anything for you?
1: Yeah. So much logic. Compassion. Compassion and envy, all right.
0: What When it's hurting That's you, wild. it means you're insecure. It means you were playing for validation on the outside to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're hurt by somebody saying you're not good looking anymore, well then your validation was coming from being good looking. This is why it's so important as a parent to be balanced in what you're saying to your kids. You know, if you're telling your kid you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, she or he, and the world's gonna tell you it even if your parents don't. So parents have to really guide that balance. Like if you have a very attractive child, you can't triple reinforce what they're feeling on the outside, you gotta find the other shit. My mom made me feel great about how nice I was. That's why I think like my content's crazy. I'm an alpha out here, aggressive dude, right? And I'm out here like empathy, kindness, compassion. Like some of my cool <laughs> friends are like, oh, this is some dork shit. Like in the beginning, they're like, you're a dork. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, I believe that kindness is good. Like, I believe that like being patient is fresh. Like Like, I believe that shit.
1: Unbelievable. So many Gary V, so many uh, unbelievable financial and professional tips. But I got to say, I think probably the most powerful tip of them all was the last one you ended with. Uh, you. Can't put into words how much we appreciate your time. Thank Cheers, you so guys. much. Thank you so here. much. Cheers. All everybody. right, Gary. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks, Gary.
0: As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny, people that leave on uh, our favorite reviews so take it away which were our favorites this week
1: thanks so much gary today's amazing five-star review reads i want to take a moment and say thank you for creating such an impactful podcast i believe that we all have a voice that deserves to be heard thank you for putting this into the world be unbroken thank you so much for that amazing review and to anybody else listening out there if you leave us a review you might just get shouted out in the next episode